Last session, the orphans teamed up with their former enemies, the Scroll Kill Crew, to infiltrate the Project Pegasus base now under occupation of the enigmatic multinational terrorist organization known as the Secret Empire. Here, they came face to face with Justin Hammer, a recent addition to the organization and creator of the Mandroid Armors. The orphans witnessed his mass production line of the armors going on at the site before venturing undercover to the holding cells where Colin's grandparents were being held along with several other scroll prisoners. With the aid of scroll spy Critty Knoll and the scroll kill crew, they successfully liberated the prisoners, unfortunately learning in the process that Colin's grandfather had perished before being brought to the facility. The orphans and the Skrull Kill crew have escaped with the prisoners on the air shark that Critty Knoll uh, kind of stole and are headed back to New York with Colin's grandmother uh, in tow. It's a bit of a somber trip with the information of Colin's grandfather's passing, uh, but there is some solace in knowing that the scroll prisoners are now free. As the air shark cuts through the night skies, the interior of the aircraft is filled with a palpable tension. Critty Knoll, the scroll sleeper agent that's been aiding you all throughout your mission, stands stoically near the cockpit and her gaze focused on the horizon. Her uh, allegiance to the orphans, your group, was unexpected, but her commitment to her fellow scrolls and her desire to expose and dismantle the secret empire's sinister operations have bound her to this young group of superheroes. She kind of takes a breath and then turns kind of addressing the the crowd that's on the ship during my t my time infiltrating the secret empire as darren cross i made some headway in uncovering crucial information about this organization after what we've seen at project pegasus tonight I'm afraid things are far more extensive and interconnected than I initially believed. As you saw tonight, the Secret Empire is not just some run-of-the-mill criminal syndicate. It's a well-oiled machine, and as I told you before, it consists of members from AIM, HYDRA, SHIELD, and other espionage organizations all collaborating with powerful international corporations like Roxxon and high-ranking government officials. After seeing what's happening at Project Pegasus, however, the extent of their reach is well beyond what I originally thought. Justin Hammer, arrogant fool though he may be, obviously plays a more pivotal role in this whole operation than I expected. He's been given access to powerful advanced technology that rivals and in some ways may even surpass Tony Stark's. These 
mandroid-style armors we encountered at Project Pegasus are far beyond the scope of the ones we borrowed from the Dogs of War. Someone much smarter than Hammer is in on this mass production. They are building an army. And as we saw, as we moved through the facility, these weapons of mass destruction are ending up in the hands of what seems to be common criminals and hired mercenaries. The Secret Empire is preparing something, something big. And they are getting stronger with each passing day. We know already that they've been studying alien life forms like the scrolls and conducting gruesome experiments on subjects like the scroll kill crew here. Their project Greensleeves is just the tip of the iceberg. They're attempting to genetically alter human DNA, aiming to create super soldiers. It's a horrifying pr prospect and something that must be put an end to. A flash of concern suddenly crosses Critty Knoll's face as she mentioned something that strikes a chord. You know, I, I just realized something. In my dealings with the mad thinker in a moment where he let his guard down, he let something slip. He made a reference to something called the intelligentsia. This piqued my interest enough. I accessed his email and discovered a correspondence with someone known as Mr. Blue. I know the mad thinker had FaceTime with Mr. Black at Project Pegasus, and I have to wonder that perhaps both this Mr. Blue and Mr. Black must be connected to both the Intelligentsia and the Secret Empire. That's possible, but this, this is a global organization with, you know, boundless resources. We are, we were lucky to get our jailbreak so cleanly done. We will certainly need more help to bring down an organization of this magnitude. No, that's true. I mean, it is amazing we got in and out as easily as we did with as little conflict. Uh, and kudos to you for being able to to pull it off. Yeah. Um, Frick, I'm going to have you roll a uh, reason feat for me. All righty. Um, what's the... Okay, mine are out of order for some reason. Remind yeah. me, what's the right above good? Right above good is excellent. Uh, excellent. Thank you. Okay, all right. I'm going to call karma on this one. And I'll take it to the red. Let me look okay. at mine. Now, do you, the player, remember uh, the name Mr. Blue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as soon as you said that, I was like, that sounds familiar. As I'm, like, just sitting here, I was like, is he reusing something? Or, But no, that sounds mm -hmm. familiar. Yes. Uh, do you remember what that was all? What surrounded that name yeah i remember professor that's who professor power was working with um 
What I don't remember is whether I had knowledge of Mr. Blue or not while I was working with Professor Power, but I know that that is, you know, I know that's who we found out later to be connected to Professor Power and his team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, the one that was initially funding uh, the process of him trying to bring his son back. Yes. Yeah. Um, So. And when you guys left the warehouse, um, he was always afraid that Mr. Blue would come calling. Uh, so that that was the guy that was basically behind R- Professor Power and him, you know, being able to build his armor and all of that sort of stuff. We also kind of put two and two together to find that it was someone by the name of Mr. Blue that sent um ha- uh was it not Hammer and Anvil is that right yeah no it was Hammer and Anvil, Anvil. uh to capture uh Malachite one of the original members of the uh, of the orphans as well so we miss you Malachite we do. I remember that story yeah. that episode it's way back so interesting um Ryder, the leader of the uh, scroll kill crew has been kind of sitting there silently while Critty Knoll has been speaking to the crowd and he says listen you ain't wrong lady these fuckers at Project Pegasus are for sure eyeing other alien races word was going down that they had their sights set on new Asgard. They were prepping us for a coup to go in at night and take off with one or two of the folks living over there to do the same type of DNA testing on them to see what makes them tick. Here's what they led us to believe. They've got this notion that the post-snap chaos has paved the way for the scrolls to infiltrate positions of power they think the world's attention is divided and the governments are too busy dealing with the aftermath of the blip to notice these subtle changes it's like they see the scrolls as a lurking threat biding their time to strike he pauses for just a moment and his gaze kind of settles on Colin these assholes are convinced that the scrolls are playing the long game. They think the scrolls have agents strategically placed within various governments disguised as influential figures, waiting for the right moment to reveal themselves and seize control. Now this theory goes even further, suggesting that the scrolls have been influencing global events from behind the scenes for years orchestrating conflicts and manipulating world leaders to serve their ultimate agenda. Now, before we all got these powers, I would have said that was a bunch of conspiracy bullshit, but these guys are taking it real serious. And they made us believers. They are willing to do whatever it takes to root out what they believe is an extraterrestrial threat to humankind. We got into this because we were promised that we were going to be the next answer to the Avengers. 
that we were going to help make the world a better place, protecting the human race against outside threats. We were sent after others of your kind. And we were fed this information to instill a hatred for you. And he looks directly at Colin with this and he says, but you and your buddies here reached out to a bunch of, I don't know, I guess I got to call us racists because I guess that's what it is when it comes down to it. And you offered us the possibility of a cure for the curse that came along with the deep alien DNA that changed us. And after seeing what they were doing in there, what they were doing to your granddad and others like him, well, let's just say, I think we've been duped. So, in other words, I think I speak for my fellow team members when I say thanks. And when push comes to shove, if we come out the other side of this alive, we'll have to take these fuckers down. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Good to have you on our side. Although, if we cure you, you might lose all of your abilities. So, can take that into consideration. I think we'll probably all be okay with that. It's been a brush with glory you know, in some sense of the word, but the price that we got to pay to keep these powers certainly ain't worth it. But most of us are military or espionage backgrounds as it is. So even if not, as long as we get our hands on some decent equipment, we can tear some holes in these motherfuckers. Very well. Yeah, I'm a Pretty. big fan of the enthusiasm. Pretty, you knew my parents, right? I did, yes. Why did they go into hiding? Is that why? Because they didn't agree with what squirrels were doing? I mean, they, there had to be a reason. Um, your grandma speaks up. And she says, they went into hiding Colin, for you. What does that mean? <laughs> what? Why? I was going to find out who I am eventually. What was putting me in the middle of New York City, not knowing who or what I was going to help me? Let's just say... They were trying to protect you. From what? Perhaps this is, isn't the best place. And she kind of eyes the uh, scroll kill crew. You don't want to tell me now that's fine, but I think everyone in this friggin' ship has proved they're on the right side. I can so I can wait, but I want to know. I understand, Colin, and, and believe me, I, I do want to tell you, and I will, and very shortly, but there are some things I think better said in private. Okay. 
pretty null. Uh, kind of addresses what you know um, Ryder had had said, and she says, "We're all in this together now. The fate of Earth and the scrolls is entwined." And we can't let the machinations of this secret empire destroy our new home for our people. For the record, so, are there scrolls infiltrating seats of government in various places around the world? I would be lying if I attempted to deny that. Um, I cannot imagine that it would be to the extent that Mr. Ryder here is, has been led to believe. But yes, I would I would say that there are members of our race that have infiltrated the government at, at some level, yes. Well, look what you've done. Yes. You've infiltrated, you're trusted by group of people that are trying to destroy an entire race and other races it sounds like look what you've done is it so far to believe that we haven't infiltrated the united states government as i said i don't deny that but i cannot imagine that there is some sort of worldwide conspiracy to to overthrow the government of the world by our kind there's not enough of us here there's only a few hundred survivors um the air shark uh has traveled uh halfway across the continent at this point uh and you guys are kind of closing in on new york uh you can kind of see it the horizon see it on the horizon uh as you guys approach uh, is there anything before you guys land that you do want to try to discuss? I just I want to thank everyone. Um, really appreciate what you all did to help me and my family. I know it was a lot. And I know it's been hard on a lot of us and trust me if I find that other damn call and he's going down <laughs> we'll, we'll put our hand on his shoulder thank you Nix and she'll take it off and walk off to the background so as the air shark swoops in into the heart of New York City, uh, you can see the uh, your home base <clears throat> kind of approaching in the distance. Uh, and as you're kind of flying in, you kind of breeze past the, the street in front. You see uh, that there's a couple of people sitting on the steps out front. Um, front door is open and there's a big start tech truck, <laughs> uh, oh. out there as well. Um, hey. and at a glance, uh, 
and it's a bit of a fleeting glance, but you can see that uh, one of the two figures is somebody that you recognize, uh, and it's none other none other than your friendly neighborhood lawyer, Matt Murdock. Yeah, right. Um, beside him, though, uh, sits a young man. Uh, it looks like uh, who as Matt stands up, kind of gets up kind of coyly and kind of has his hands buried in his pockets and head down. Kind of hard to make out uh, exactly who that is. Um, is this who I think it is and I'm picking up those powers? Um, you are picking up some powers, yes. Hmm. Are we like landing in the street or do we have like a roof thing? Um, the roof is flat enough where you guys can land on the roof. Okay. As we're getting ready to land up, uh, I kind of address the Skullco crew and uh, try to reassure them that I will get started on a cure for them just as soon as we get our lab set up. All right, so what do we do now? Um, I don't know, see the city. Stay out of trouble. What do you want to do? I mean, you guys are just going to let us roam? Um, well, You're not going to go back abducting scrolls, are you? <laughs> yeah, same. no, not, not at this point. Also, we do not have our uh, containment center set up, so... Well... We have no jail yet. What are your plans, then? Well, we've got some place here locally that we can stay. This we were stationed here in New York anyway. So, but if you figured as much, if you're going to let us go, I mean that actually says a lot more about your character. <laughs> so, listen, you thanked us up on that ship. We thanked you, but you've opened our eyes and um, made us realize that. Uh, Things are not always as they seem. Yes. Appreciate you saying that. How can we reach? How can we get a hold of you if we need to? Um, well, if you can get our communicators back from uh, Stark, uh, that'll make it a lot easier. We don't have any any communicators on us at this point other than well probably. actually we've got that we've got those uh dog soldier mandroid armors still uh so if you can hack into those maybe we can get that figured out yeah if you want to hang around here for a little bit we can probably get your communicators back all right listen um we'll help you uh you know take care of the sarcophagus appreciate that that's the least we can do Thank you. Uh, and then they and a couple of the uh, scroll survivors, you got about five other scrolls uh, on there with you. Uh, they go about the, the process of getting the uh, sarcophagus off and bringing it down uh, and then getting it into uh, the base. Oh, and where are you guys? Do you, do you guys need a place to stay or? I'm addressing the scrolls now. We don't have anywhere local, no. Matt can probably take care of that for us. 
We can stay with us for till then. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I was about to say plenty of room, plenty of Tostinos. Mm -hmm. And you're That's saying, you guys are saying that as you're going down into the building from the roof. And as you get in, you look around and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, there are crates and shit all over the place. And I, and like construction going on, you can hear <laughs> hammers going, drills going. They're taking down walls, putting up other walls, putting up equipment all over the place. Uh, so there's a crew. Uh, from Stark Tech here that is has been working feverishly for the last couple of days, uh, and truthfully, part of the mess. Truthfully, seems to be going pretty well, but it is a wreck. Yeah. Where uh, and where is Murdoch in all of this? With his uh, they, they were down front uh, on the street on oh, the steps. Pull you four aside, you three aside. For a second, says, excuse me, guys, I need to talk to them about something. Whoever's, oh. down, whoever's downstairs with Murdoch is a fucking psychic cannon. Oh. Be careful around him. What does that mean? He's, he can fuck us up. He's oh. with Murdoch, he's with Murdoch, so I trust him. Okay, but I'm just letting you know. Well, thanks for the heads up. You want you want I should go get him. I will head down there. We shall meet. Uh, I'm going down. I'm going down with Cuddlebear, because as soon as I see Murdoch, I'm going to ask a very specific question, which is here for registration day. I'm still <laughs> excited about that idea. <laughs> uh, is, is that how you greet him? Yeah, yeah. I'm still not thrilled about that. <laughs> he, he says, well, welcome back. Uh, Hello, friend Matt. I, I don't know what that thing is that you all flew in on, but it's whisper quiet. Where'd you pick that thing up? We borrowed it from some friends. Well, on the registration front, I've got good news, both I've got news, both good and bad. And I suppose you probably would like to hear both. Yes. Should should we head on upstairs so everyone can? Also, who is this? I I uh, something. Very good, Cuddlebear. Thank you. I start sniffing at uh, the person here. <laughs> um. Okay, so I was going to say I kind of need a favor, and he kind of walks over to you guys uh, away from the, the kid that's with him. Um, he says, this young man over here, uh, and Fernando, you may have to correct me here. I may not say this right. Is it Arveus? Erevis. Erevis, okay. Erevis. L over here. Uh, this young man over here is Erevis. I met him while patrolling the streets as the other me, if you know what I mean. He's, I think, had a bit of a tough time since the snap, been living on the streets, and I tried to convince him to come to Ganymede, but he's kind of got some anxiety about being around big groups of people. And I think... He really needs to be around people that are like him, people that understand what he's been through. 
know, maybe you can help show him that he's not alone. And from what little I know of you guys, it seems like you all have each other's backs. And I think you could use some of that support right now. Shatter remembers exactly how he felt the first time he kind of met the gang and was webbed to the wall by his <laughs> boss. Uh, and so, and so instantly he's like overcome with this, like, like feeling of like, like he knows how scary that is. And is, is just like, it just immediately walks up, shakes out his hand and says, Hey, welcome friend. Uh, Mr. Cuddlebear to Murdoch is going to say, uh, if you've met him out on your patrols, was he helping somebody or was he up to mischief? Well, let's just say he was maybe a little confused and perhaps a little misguided. How about that? And Shatter says, we've all been there. I get it. You okay? Yeah. You want a couple of prayers? He says to the new guy, I'm like, I'm t- straight up to the new guy. I'm like, I feel an instant like camaraderie with this. I'm like, come on. Hey, I get it. Let's go. Come on. Inviting him in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. I guess. Sure. You want to kind of describe what, uh, what he looks like? Uh, skinny. Um, you know, pale indoor kid loner. Um, doesn't look you in the eye. Um, that good enough? (laughs) We see your token on here, so. Yeah. It's like a L from Death Note. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, this is Shatter. My name is Mr. Cuddlebear. And that's a cat that's speaking to you. Uh, not not uh, telepathically, uh, not not verbally. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh... And I see that look of concern, and I'm like, hey, hey relax, relax. It's, it's the cat. Uh, he's very friendly. Uh, don't let it unsettle you. It bothered me at first, but He's cool. Okay. I assure you, I am quite cool. <laughs> I turn to Murdoch and I say, um, do, I, do I really need to be here? Is this really where I need to be? These are good kids. They're pretty much exactly like you. And it's, it's not the big group. They're connected to Ganymede but they're not there all the time. I know you said you kind of needed your space. These guys are ones that can give you that space and they're also- I can take care of myself. I know you can, but that's why I'm bringing you here is because I think you need to at least observe what others like you are going through. All of these guys, lost their parents, lost their loved ones, lost the people that are closest to them, and they all have powers just like you. So if nothing else, hang out here for a couple of days. Just see what it's like. See what they're like. You might just enjoy it. 
Does he know of our many enemies? Can I, Puddle Bear? I'm like, uh, hey, that maybe this isn't the time. Hmm? Well, he does now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he might be able to help you guys a little bit on that front as well. Am I right? A, a couple of days. That's all I'm asking. And I, as he says, I say, hey, man, I, I said the exact same thing. And I've been here like. It feels like a really long time. Let's put it like that. You are safe here. OK. All right. Look, I, I I wasn't sure about trusting these guys at first, but I was all alone, too. All right. I don't know who else to turn to. You see, you, do you see me? I'm made of glass. They're OK. It's, let's go upstairs. Come on. We can have food. We just got back. I am hungry. Oh, yeah, I turn around and say, hey, we'll get you food. But yes, uh, just so you know, it is um, a little loud up there right now. It's not usually like that. Just so you know. Thanks. So... As you guys are going into the base of operations, like I mentioned before, you are kind of greeted with a flurry of activity. Your contact with uh, Stark Tech, Dr. Gray Armand, uh, has brought in a team of crew members that are working hard to set up the facility for you. The sound of construction fills the air and crates of machinery are scattered around waiting to be unpacked. Despite the chaos, things have come along rather nicely over the last few days and the place is starting to come together um matt has accompanied you guys in and you guys are able to kind of find a corner uh, that's a little bit more quiet pull up a couple of crates that you can sit on and a table uh and sit down and matt says okay so first off thank you for, uh bringing in uh Ar Arvaeus? no Arevis. Erevis. 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 I'm gonna have to keep saying that <laughs> over and over again. Erevis. Um thanks for bringing in Erevis. And we should probably just kind of cut the brass tacks and get down to business. The good news is the video evidence that you guys provided me with your encounter with the shadow pulpit has been submitted to the proper authorities and they are treating it as an act of self-defense. The courts okay. have taken act, uh, taken action against the House of Blue Lights and Reverend Stephen Loss and have issued warrants for his arrest and some of the higher ranking members of the organization. That's his loss. <laughs> uh, are we are we all there? It depends uh, if if you wanted to be sure. Yeah, I would probably be with my grandma. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Thanks to a sympathetic judge, I know we've managed to work out a deal. Now, bear with me because I'm sure your first instinct is to balk at what I'm about to say, but trust me, this is good news. The judge said if you would be willing to take a public stance and sign the Sokovia Accords, 
and become wards of either the house of Ganymede under Darius Wonder or your philanthropist friend, Martin Lee. You'll be exonerated. No criminal charges, no outlaw status, and yes, Mr. Cuddlebear, they are going to need a paw print from you too. <laughs> kidding me. That seems ludicrous, but all right. The bad news is, if you refuse, you are likely, and this isn't 100%, but you're likely to risk the probability of being branded as outlaws, just like Steve Rogers and some of the other Avengers. Damage control will likely come after you, and that's not a fight that you want to have. Regardless of the outcome, if you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, and whether you win or lose, in the end, it's a fight. You will ultimately lose one way or the other. Okay. Is there, is there any nearby glass at this moment? I mean, other than, like, those normal windows, what's nearby? Because anything, yeah, I mean, anything within 20 feet of me breaks. <laughs> Like, like even, even the windows that they have put in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll put yeah. them back later if I, if I feel like it, I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. So everything around you shatters. <laughs> Just Good. And, Good. uh, uh kind of ducks a bit. <laughs> goes into phase to avoid the, the raining glass. Yeah. Nick's inks up. <clears throat> okay. Now. Don't oh. worry, I'm not asking you to decide right now. Take some time some bad news. to think it over, discuss it among yourselves, but I should also let you know that a reporter from the Daily Bugle, a guy by the name of Robbie Robertson, is on this story. You I I didn't do it. It's you understand. I didn't choose this, right? You I know. Understand. I... But look, Robbie is a good man. He's trustworthy. I didn't leak the information, but somehow he got a hold of it. He got in touch with me. Oh, sit down. If you want to tell your story and get some good PR for a change, he's the guy that you want on your side. You good. don't have to talk to him. But I just at least want to let you know he's probably going to come knocking at some point. Good PR. Yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. Well, you do remember the last thing that everybody saw was that tape. <laughs> that yeah. edited tape. That... Yeah, I know. So, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. Shatter, I totally get it. I totally get it. I understand. It's not a position that you want to be in. And, and as you know... <laughs> Shatter. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> got it. As as you know, I've got my own secrets. And if I were put in the same position, I don't know what I would do. But I'm not out. You are. Uh... So the question is whether or not to be to join, to sign up or or be outlaws. What does it mean to be an outlaw? Like other than damage control, 
I feel like damage control would eventually get sick of it, seeing that we are fighting on the good side of good. Right. If everybody else signs, what's the problem if I don't? Well, if damage control comes after you, then you will be arrested and you will most likely be sent to uh, Seagate or the Raft or Supermax, one of the prisons that is uh, capable of holding individuals such as us. Well, it's a good thing I've got a good lawyer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll I'll think about it. I just... Mm. And like I said, this is the offer that's on the table, okay? okay? I can always go back and we can try to renegotiate, but the actions of the Avengers, unfortunately, is not putting the courts really in our favor at this point. There are plenty of people out there that, that blame the Avengers and people like them for the state that we are currently in, and that's not something that we're going to very easily fix. All right. I hear you. Here, here's what I recognize. Okay, I'm upset. I these guys though they, you guys look you you've done, you've done so much for me. So here's the deal. I want to think about this. I'm not committing to anything right now, but I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to this group. Whatever whatever we decide is what I'll do. Based on their advice, I'll think about it. But I hate this. Just so you know. I get it. And I, I have to agree with you. I do too. But under the circumstances right now with what they're offering, that's the best deal. All right. Thank you. Thank you for at least being honest about it. And as as I'm like visibly upset, like the gla all the glass I shattered very slowly starts to repair. <laughs> um while all of this was going on um pretty Noel uh was walking in with uh colin and kalara his his grandmother and she uh kind of helped some of the scrolls and the scroll kill crew find a suitable place for the sarcophagus containing Colin's grandfather until they can arrange for a proper funeral. And she says, I hope you don't mind, but I did reach out uh, when we boarded the ship, shortly after we boarded the ship, to an old friend to assist in this matter. In the meantime, Colin, Kalara, I believe you have a little bit of catching up to do. I'll run down to the corner and get time. Some I'll get some Starbucks for you. Just <laughs> find someplace quiet and catch up. And Kalara nods to her uh, and she takes you by the hand. Uh, and she looks over at uh, Lilith as well. And she reaches out her hand to you as well. Lilith will slowly uh, raise her hand. Yeah. She takes your hand and she says, I can tell you're special to him. So you're welcome to come along. She's going to sort of back away a little bit and just think about 
how it was when she <clears throat> got to meet her parents for that brief time and feels like she would be intrusive to the bonding that would happen or because if something like that happened to her while she was with her parents it would be intrusive because she wouldn't be able to talk to or at least like open up so she, that's what's going through her mind as she backs up um Colin, she, and she, 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 she feels you back up hold on sorry she feels you back up and she just gently pulls you in closer mm -hmm. and she hugs you it's She'll okay. de-ink de and then give her a hug back. <laughs> it's okay. I can feel that you've suffered the same losses that we all have in this tragedy. And from what I saw ever so briefly on that plane, I can tell that you have been here for my grandson. And I want to thank you for that. So come. Okay, she says. Uh, and you guys kind of find a little, another little quiet corner up on, on like the fourth floor uh not much is going on up there uh sit down and uh she begins but by, by sitting kind of catty corner to colin and she calls you by your given name colin oh my dear colin I have longed for this moment to finally share our family's history with you, to connect you with the roots that run deep within our scroll heritage. And she takes a deep breath and begins her tale, and her words flow like a river of memories. Long ago, on our homeworld scrolls, our people lived in harmony until the Cree Empire demanded our submission. The Cree's genocidal war ravaged our land, and we were forced to flee, seeking refuge on various planets across the galaxy. Among those refugees were your grandfather, Taval, your parents, Takam and Valorg, and myself. Amidst the embers of the Cree Scroll War, our leader, General Talos, guided us through the darkness of our exodus, his unwavering resolve providing a beacon of hope to our embattled souls. We found our sanctuary on a hostile planet called Torfa. We thought by choosing such a volatile sanctuary, we would be safe, but the Kree's relentless pursuit unfortunately never ceased. On Torfa, we found respite and sanctuary, a fleeting moment of tranquility against the turmoil of our past. Yet, our yearning for a true home persisted, 
and soon, under General Talus's orders to calm and lord your parents, took it upon themselves to venture beyond the boundaries of Torfa. Their mission was to explore C-23, a distant blue jewel shimmering among the stars, to assess its potential as a safe haven for the Skrull refugees. In the Earth year 1995, fate set its course as a Kree star force descended upon Torfa. The Kree's objective was to rescue a spy within the Skrull ranks, and their arrival brought a tempest of destruction upon our temporary home. Amidst the chaos, your grandfather and I fled the planet with a few dozen survivors. We were forced into a nomadic existence, unable to locate the elusive C-23, the Earth, where our children sought to call home. As we wandered the cosmos, an enduring connection to our fellow scrolls kept our spirits aflame. And finally, after many years, we were able to reestablish communication with the scrolls who had found solace on Earth. And in that moment of reconnection, joy and sorrow intertwined. Your grandfather and I discovered that a precious life had blossomed during our turbulent journey. A child. You, our beloved grandson, Kalin. Kalara's heart swells with emotion as she speaks of her grandchild, the young hero that now stands before her. Oh, my sweet Kalim, you were born from the love and courage of your parents, a testament to the resilience of our people. You are the living embodiment of our hope for a brighter future, a future where the shadows of the Kree's tyranny can be vanquished. Your parents, Takam and Valorg, were blessed with your arrival. As war scrolls, they knew the danger they posed to the Kree, and their love for you was immeasurable. To keep you safe, they made the difficult decision to live as humans, to distance themselves from our scroll heritage, and to ensure that you'd be shielded from the Kree's watchful eyes. Oh, my dear, how long we have wished to embrace you, to shower you with the warmth of our love, but we understood the path your parents had chosen, to live as humans and shield you from the dangers of our past. It was a path of sacrifice. It was a choice made with hearts brimming with love to ensure that you could forge your own destiny free from the burden of our troubled history. And here you are, my brave Kalim, a testament to their love and their sacrifice, a hero in your own right. Know that your family's legacy lives within you and with every step you take, you carry the hopes of our people and the dreams of a future where peace and unity triumph over tyranny. Kalim, you are an anomaly. 
You are unlike any other war scroll before you. The merging of your parents' abilities has gifted you with a power beyond comprehension. You possess the, the power to duplicate the powers of multiple individuals. A gift that makes you incredibly unique among our kind. I thought everybody could do that. Oh, the war scroll. No. The war scrolls are a breed of scroll that have the power to absorb powers of those around them. But they can do this only once. You have the ability to breathe new life with every day into your form, with new powers, new abilities, ever-changing. This was something that your parents detected in you from the moment you were born. You exhibited these powers from the womb. Most of the time, this does not happen until the war scroll reaches puberty. And it is a very rare thing that two war scrolls would mate. Your grandfather, Taval, was a war scroll. And he was a true legend among our people. The war scrolls were few on scrolls, and their existence was a testament to the strength of their lineage. And after the fall of our planet, very few of that race survived. Your grandfather was hailed as a celebrated warrior. And his name echoed through the halls of our history. He was renowned for his courage, his prowess in battle, his unwavering loyalty to our people. And with each victory, he etched his name in the annals of scroll history, becoming a symbol of hope and inspiration for our kind. As he grew older, however, his powers began to wane, a bittersweet reminder of the passage of time. But even as the strength of his abilities diminished, the fire within him burned brighter than ever. His wisdom and experience became his greatest assets, guiding him through challenges that his younger self could never have imagined. There were so many tales told of Taval's adventures across the galaxies. He faced formidable foes, fought in countless battles, and protected our people with a fervor that knew no bounds. His victories inspired our people to stand tall in the face of adversity and never surrender in the pursuit of freedom. Through it all, he remained a devoted husband to me and a loving father to Takam, your mother, and a valued mentor to Vlorg, your father, and to, Ta and to Talos, our general. The strength of his character was matched only by the depth of his love for his family. Taval's heart swelled with pride as he watched your parents embark on their own heroic journey. As his powers diminished, 
Tval's desire to protect our people never wavered. He knew that the future lay in the hands of the next generation, and he put his faith in General Talos and in your parents. He knew that the blood of warriors flowed within them, and what they would carry that they would carry on the legacy of our family with honor and courage. Now, his presence may no longer be with us, but his spirit lives on, intertwined with the very fabric of our family's history, and you, my brave little spider wasp, <laughs> you are a living testament to his valor and the indomitable spirit of the war squirrels. It is a legacy to be cherished, treasured, and carried forth with pride. I want you to know this, my dear Kalim. You are not just the son of your parents. You are the grandson of a legendary warrior. As you face the challenges that lie ahead, you must draw strength from the courage that flowed within him and know that his spirit watches over you, guiding you on your path as you continue to protect both earth and our people with unwavering resolve. Your parents loved you so deeply, Kalen, and all they ever wanted was for you to be safe and have a life free from the burden of our troubled past. It was a sacrifice they made with their hearts full of love and hope for your future. And she reaches out and gently places her hand on your, on your cheek. You have their strength and their love within you, Kalin. And as you move forward, remember that you are not alone. Your family's legacy lives on in you, and you will forever be a part of our scroll heritage. Let our family's history be a guiding light for your path. Embrace your human identity. Continue to protect your secret and know that you have a grandmother now who loves you beyond measure. Thank you. Sharing all of that. What? You were coming here because you'd been in contact with my parents forever, ever in secret. And you lost contact with them. Where have you been? It was dangerous every time your parents reached out or we reached out to them. We were we knew we were always taking a risk. And so we subjected ourselves to yearly updates. But when the snap wiped out half of existence, we knew by law of averages 
your grandfather and I survived. We were hopeful that your parents survived. We were hopeful that you survived. When we reached out through the communicator that we had and there was no response, we were devastated and yet still hopeful. Hopeful that at least one member of our family that had made it to C-23 was still alive. Your grandfather would have loved you. <laughs> and I am so, so sorry that you were not able to meet him. Yeah. Just did go get up and hug his grandma. You're asking me to embrace myself as a human, but I'm not. I finally know exactly who I am. I'm call in. War scroll. I've lived my entire existence so far acting like I was something, taking over identities. Spider Wasp is someone else, it's not me. How can you ask me to hide who I am now that I finally know who I am? You sound like your grandfather. <laughs> That is exactly what he would have said. Sounds like a smart man to me. You have to understand the terror that we all lived through. And I think in some way now, because of the snap, I think you have some inkling of an idea of the loss that we as the scroll race suffered at the hands of the Cree. I don't know how many of us there are left, but in relation to the billions on our planet, it would be considered most likely a handful. It was global destruction. And those of us that could run did. And the primary targets 
among the refugees were the war scrolls because they were the most powerful among us. They were often the leaders of the small factions that survived. And as I said before, it was always a very rare thing when two war scrolls created a union that created their own progeny. To the best of my knowledge, you are the only one of your kind that has the power of both a mother and a father war scroll. So you are a target, a valuable target to the Cree Empire. And that is why your parents kept you safe, kept you a secret, kept you away from the rest of us in order to protect you. And you're right, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair for anyone to ask you to be what you are not. And you are now of an age where you must make that decision yourself moving forward. And know whatever decision that it is that you make, I will support you the way your grandfather would have. What are you going to do? I don't know. I have nowhere here to go. This is not my home. And me. But I am not leaving you. Good. We can make this a home. I've found some great friends here. People I love. People who would do anything for me and I would do anything for them. That's outside of mom and dad. This is the only family I've ever known. And I'm glad to hear you don't want to leave. I just found you. You're not getting rid of me anytime soon. Good. I've... What are we going to do? What? I don't even know what... What do we... What do we do with grandpa i don't even know what rituals we have for this what we need to do to honor him that i know of some of the rituals um but i don't know if i'm going to be emotionally prepared to handle that myself but that is certainly something that we can discuss 
But for now, what is this Starbucks? Uh, <laughs> and it, Pretty Noel comes into the room <laughs> at that point, bringing your Starbucks. <laughs> and, gotcha. she, and she gives you guys around. And I'm going to break away here for a minute because we certainly spent a little bit of time there. So yeah. uh, we'll come back to the other group uh, at this point. Uh, and so uh, Fern, I don't know uh, kind of what you would be doing uh, during all of this. I would assume that um, Shatter probably made good on his promise to uh, to get you some food, most likely a Tostino's pizza. One hundred percent. But I will kind of turn it over to uh, uh, you guys and see you know what's going on in the other room for a few minutes here. Uh, quick question is, I mean, when you say the other room, I know those two, uh, were, is Critty Null still around or did she? She went to go get the Starbucks. Uh, so oh, this, right. this would probably be the time that she's gone to go get, uh, to go get the coffee. Got it. Okay. Just making sure. Well, then in that case, um, while, uh, that is all happening and while, uh, I assume Fern is hopefully enjoying the toastings. Um, I will. I, I'm going to make some inquiries of our new friend. Um, I, you know, I, I say, you know, I mean, look, I, I'm an open book. I'm made of glass. I'll tell you anything you want to know. But more than anything, I'm curious. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Where'd you come from, there, man? Why do you want to know? Oh no, 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 nothing, nothing. I mean, you know. I guess nothing. I'm just curious, you know. I'm. I mean, you know, Murdoch dropped you here. Uh, I, I suppose you're staying with us. Um, you know, I, I've been where you are. I just. Uh, I, I tell you what, and as I yeah, as I say, I tell you what, I, I kind of tell him a little bit about my background, which involves you know, um, Professor Power and how I got turned into glass, essentially like being a chemistry student at a college at like 17, which was unusual, but, but like really like helping out this professor. And I kind of tell him my whole story and how I ended up turning into glass. And I'm like, see, like, okay, I I'm an open book. I, I don't mean anything curious. I'm just, you know, I, I just, you know, you're here. I, I just want to get to know you. What, uh, where do you come from? What's, you know, I'm not very interesting. I, I'm not usually around other people. I I just I like to be alone. It's I just I I think I just see see bad things happen to people sometimes and it's just easier when I'm alone. Get it. You see, you see bad things happen to people. Yeah, Matt, Matt mentioned you had some powers. Do you, I mean, and, and kind of before I say anything else, I, I take a glass from across the room and I like pull it over to me and I start like forming it into different shapes. And I'm kind of like showing off. I'm like, this is kind of, these are some of the things that I can do. You wanna? What I mean, 
I understand it's easier when you're alone, but do you want to tell me a little bit about what you can do? No. <laughs> okay, no. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, hey, you don't have to tell us anything right now. I, I mean, you don't have to do anything, you know? Uh, I think, here's what I think, okay? These guys, I know, I know you're just kind of, you're absorbing a lot today, okay? Um, I had to absorb a lot once. Um, I think if I didn't do a thing for the people that I'm with now, they would be fine with me just the same. They'd let me be here. They'd keep me safe. Uh, they'd give me a space. I don't think I'd have to do anything. Um, I don't think it's transactional. You're safe here is what I'm telling you. Okay. You don't have to tell me anything. You don't want to tell me. You don't have to tell us anything. You don't have to do anything you want to do. Just relax. Right, relax and enjoy your food. Uh, I don't know, man. I just want you to know you're safe. Okay, you don't have to okay. do anything you don't want to. Do. I just need to be here for two days. Sure, two days. Yeah, that's what Murdoch said. Two days. I got it. Two days. No more. No less. Can I get you anything? Do you need a drink? No, I'm okay. I'm good, good. with just my. I, the, the 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 pizza's good. Thank you. Uh, good. It, If you need anything glass, I think you figured out I can help with that. And with that, I kind of like get up and I, I kind of sense the vibe and I turn away from him. And I'm like, just leave him be. And I just kind of walk away. It's mm -hmm. not, not aggressive or anything. I'm just kind of letting him be. And as you're doing that, uh, Critty Knoll comes in with a, a couple of cups of coffee uh, and gives one to you and our new guest uh and has a uh a carton of milk that she pours into a little bowl for uh <laughs> mr Cuddlebear. nice uh, and, while this is happening i'm actually going to be like basically running around with people like at, at the where the workers are and kind of directing them to like put it in various places mm -hmm. <laughs> Just kind of running up their feet and be like, no, not there, there, there. There are like four or five different people who could be doing this and the cat is doing it. That is <laughs> and you're using your new thumb <laughs> to point. <Yeah. laughs> They're all like, just like, bite. I'll kind of nip at them like, no, not there. No. <laughs> are you rubbing on their legs when they do what you want them to do? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, just making sure. <laughs> and I do that thing where I kind of run right across them out of their while they're like grabbing. <laughs> Here, and and you're you're totally freaking them out and pissing them off at the same time. Great. <laughs> uh, well, when I smell like the milk, I'll kind of come back and be like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> If you're anything at all like my my cat, when you hear it open, you're like, yeah, milk. <laughs> Wherever you are in the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, did uh, Shatter, did you want to say something to Critty Knoll? Was that I what I was reading for you? I uh, I actually uh, I I say I say Critty, and I say it real kind of quiet. Uh, I mean, hopefully not like Shatter or uh, Mr. Cutterbell's Cutter. Jesus Christ, Mr. Cuddlebear is distracted by the milk. I'm saying it quiet enough, nobody hears me. Critty. Uh, 
Critty Knoll. Critty Knoll, please. Critty Knoll. Oh, sorry. Critty Knoll. Critty. Come here. And I'm pulling her over, and I say, hey, back on the, um, back on the hawk, you, you mentioned something about a Mr. Blue? Yes, it was, uh, some correspondence that, uh, the mad thinker had it was his contact within this group called the intelligentsia right right um and mr black of course was uh connected to the to project pegasus right yes yeah and you did you as as darren did you meet them both or did you meet i knew you black don't... Uh, but this Mr. Blue was uh, a revelation to me. Right, right. So, but I can't help but think that there must be some sort of connection with a code uh, name such as that. Obviously, yeah. Uh, you so you don't. I mean, hypothetically, you don't have any way to contact Mr. Blue. You know, I suppose, given the opportunity, if I were to, I, I have access to the Mad Thinker's email address. It's possible that we could create somewhat of a dummy address that uh, would send things specifically to me. It would take a little bit of time to set up, but uh, I have the capability probably to do that. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, what does this mean to you? Oh, I thought you might ask. Um, okay, so and I kind of look around. Okay, look. You have you were you around when I you've heard the story of how I became glass? And I kind of share with her the story if she hasn't heard it. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, when. When Professor Power and I worked together, and we left, he he would mention a Mr. Blue occasionally. I didn't really think anything of it. I just assumed it was somebody at the university with an interesting name. Uh, but he would mention a Mr. Blue, and I, I don't know. It's bothering me. I can't help but think it's the same guy. And I can't help but think, or wonder, rather, if he, I don't know. Does he know about me? Does he remember me? Is it the same guy? If it is the same guy, does he know Professor Power? How much does he know about me? Here's my point. What if... I, I don't know. What if we can get in contact with him? What if we can establish some sort of relationship between myself and Mr. Blue? If he remembers who I am or knows who I am. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. I. You brought up a lot of interesting points. I, I don't want to overstep any bounds. I... I just think it might be an end. Yeah? I don't want anybody else to know about this necessarily yet. I, I just... You mentioned it, I thought it might be it. Well, the least I can do is at least explore the avenue for you and see what I can find out. Please, don't mention it to any of the others. It might be nothing. It might not even be the same guy. I, I gotta imagine multiple people could be named Blue, yeah? I, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Just look into it, yeah? Now, when we have a chance, I want to hear a little bit more about this Professor Power, and perhaps I can use that as some sort of leverage uh, in my communique with with this Mr. Blue. Sure, I'm uh, 
generally a private person, but Professor Power is uh, very gone, so I don't think he's going to mind. Whatever you want to know. All right. Well, if you'll excuse me, I just received word uh, on my communicator that uh, the person that I'm waiting on is here. So uh, just give me a few moments. And actually, perhaps you might want to gather everybody and, and join Spider Wasp and Nix up on the fourth floor. Sure. Yeah. 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 Of course. And I, I go back and I I do that. But as I do that, I, uh, I, I go to Erebus and I'm like, hey, we're all going to a meeting upstairs. So you're still enjoying your pizza. Uh, I just want you to know, join us if you want to. And I don't even wait for a response. I just turn around. I'm like, come. And I go. And I wait to see if he comes. You come to tell me and I'm like, I heard. <laughs> I'll wait for a few moments. And I'll pick up my pizza. Mm -hmm. And I'll keep a pretty good distance and shuffle along. All right. And since you waited just a little bit, uh, you... Uh, see Critty Knoll now coming back uh, into the building. Uh, and she is returning with uh, an individual that you, like, immediately recognize. And your mouth suddenly kind of goes agape as you see who this is. And a hush kind of falls over the entire compound as a tall, bald man dressed all in black with a goatee and an eye patch waltzes through the construction of the base. Well, that's... Uh... And you've seen photos of this guy before, but seeing him in person is a bit of a shocking experience. Nick Fury is in the building. Uh -huh. And I'm the only one that sees this? Uh, yeah, you see him first, for sure, yeah. Uh, and he just kind of strides past you and kind of gives a little bit of a nod uh, and follows Critty Knoll uh, up the steps to the fourth floor. We don't actually know who that is, though. You, pro you probably know who it is uh, because he's been seen publicly before. Uh, and you certainly know his connection to the Avengers and so forth, yes. But he hasn't been seen since the snap, right? Uh, to the best of your knowledge, no. Okay, I feel out of my element. I'm still going to shuffle slowly behind uh, and go to the fourth floor uh, where uh, the meet is happening, but otherwise I'm just... Uh... <laughs> I love it. Uh, and Nick Fury walks into the room up on the fourth floor and takes a look around at everybody up there. And he says... Nice setup you got here, kids. It's looks a like work in progress. Looks like you made friends with Tony Stark. Impressive. And he kind of looks around suspiciously, sees uh, Erebus coming up the steps and uh, kind of looks downstairs for just a second. And he whispers over to Critty Knoll, just loud enough where you guys can, can hear. And he says, everybody cool in this room? Critty Knoll nods. And the intimidating visage of Nick Fury begins to transform into the skin of a scroll. And specifically, I'm like, oh, I asked you guys, was there anyone else? <laughs> he just and he, 
he uh, he looks over at uh, Colin's grandmother and he says, "Hello, Kalora." And tears fill Kalora's eyes as she rushes to embrace what seems to be an old friend. Grandma, Talos, it's really you. I never thought I'd see you again. It's been far too long, my dear friend. I've missed you, and I'm so sorry for your loss. Taval was a legend. Critinol says you lost him in the crash. Such a shame. But I'm glad he didn't have to endure the torture those bastards at Project Pegasus surely would have put him through. This must be to common Valord's boy, then, eh? Flynn. And he puts his hand out. It's a pleasure to finally meet you. The Skrull Empire is in your debt for the bravery and sacrifices made by your family. Your parents were remarkable agents, and their love for you was boundless. When they decided to protect you from the Kree, they sacrificed everything severing all ties with a lot of us just to keep you safe. I'm sorry to know that you lost them in the snap. But, he looks around, looks like you're doing all right for yourself. Whether you know it or not, your actions that have brought you this far shows beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're carrying on the legacy of the Scroll heritage. So, and he looks at the rest of you. I'm here at Critty Knoll's requ request. Taval, Colin's grandfather, deserves a proper scroll remembrance ceremony. I understand you've successfully transported his remains with you, is that right? Correct. Sir. Please. Allow me to prepare him for the next part of his journey. He was a great mentor to me. And in his honor, and in the honor of the rest of your family, I feel it's my duty to send him off properly. I'm honored that you would do that, sir. He was an incredible man. But now we also have the duty to assist our brothers and sisters who were held captive along with you, Kalara. I have somewhere I can take them until we can get them back to where they need to go. Orphans. It was incredibly brave of you to do what you did in getting our people out of Project Pegasus. I'm sure it was no easy feat. How does he know that name? Are you asking out loud? <laughs> no, I was just like, how does he know that name? <laughs> we are forever in your debt. Thank you. No. So are you like Nick Fury all the time then? <laughs> when I need to be. Doesn't Nick Fury get pissed off about that? Hmm. He's had me do this from time to time, and frankly, since he's no longer with us, what? Actually, he was he... snapped. 
touch. And when I need to, I use the identity to get me the things that I and our people need. So not What's many that people that? know that he's been snapped now. Some do, some don't. So I have to be careful. Wow. Okay. I'm. It. Uh, I'm. I'm sorry if it's been a long week. Um. What? Other than. Oh wow. Do you need anything so, particular? From yeah. Us? What do what What do you need from us? Well, I need you to take care of your grandma because I assume she's going to want to stay with you. Yeah, very much so. So you all just take some time, get to know each other. All of you decompress, finish whatever's going on here. (laughs) And I'll take care of what needs to be taken care of. You'll have my support and protection if needed. It'll take me a few days to make the preparations, and I'll be in touch regarding the ceremony. And again, Kalim, please accept my heartfelt apologies. Okay. Thank you. Um, Do you need to take the body now? I'll grab some of the scrolls. I'll be taking them with us and putting them somewhere. Okay. Uh, But we'll take care of that. You don't have to worry about that. Unless you want to. No, no. They're probably better off with you. All right. Until we meet again, take care of each other. We will. Thank you, sir. And he morphs back into... Nick Fury uh, and takes his leave. I just I, I, I turn to Lilith and go is that what I look like when I do that? Yeah. Yeah it is. But I know both of your faces so it's no big deal. Oh and by the way um, I mean there's no accounting for taste but I, uh, my aunt and my mother's clothes are yours to, uh, see if anything fits. Oh, how very kind of you. Thank you. No problem. Maybe we can take a trip up there tomorrow. That would be nice. I'd like to get to know you a little better. I'll turn and look at, um, Arvaeus. Or Aravis? Aravis. Aravis. That's what it is. <laughs> it's going to take us a while. <laughs> well, I would add, I'm like, okay, it's like Aramis. It's like Aramis, but it's not. It's Aravis. Turn it. Um, hi. I'm calling. Uh, Aravis. Nice to meet you, Aravis. You yeah. are, I just have to ask something, and I'm going to be blunt. 
you're in 100% control of your powers. Sure. Why? Why? Why wouldn't I be? Okay. Next inks up at that <clears throat> moment, kind of just looks him up and down, and then a uh, materialized claw reaches up to the ceiling, a la the thing, and she'll raise up to the ceiling and crawl out, and saying, "There better be more pizza." And she just kind of <laughs> crawls out the out the room from the ceiling. <laughs> Welcome. Looking forward to getting to know you. I'm only here for a couple of days. So. Only a couple of days? Why only a couple of days? That's all Murdoch asked me to do. After that, I'll go back to doing what I'm best at, which is being alone. And Chatter speaks up and says, because only a couple of days, relax about it. Edmund kind of shoots Colin a look. No. Oh. Okay. Um, all right. I, I'm starving. I'm going to go get some pizza. Is there any left? I, I've been eating pizza the entire time. <laughs> Do you want the last of this slice? Uh, no, I'll go. Oh, I'm sure we've got plenty down there. I'll go make another one. Thank you, like thank, thank you, though. Yeah, that wasn't the last one. Go ahead. I like got big ass freezers. Um, I'll go down and I'll find Lilith. Um, make sure we're alone. She's hanging upside down in front of the the fridge with the door open. Um, hey, Lilith. Yeah, that guy can seriously fuck us all up. Like. Goddess of Night fuck us up, or uh, like, Erlen the Angel fuck us up? Like, turn us all into epileptic vegetable fuck us up. Permanently? Yeah. So Mr. Cuddlebear kind of fuck everybody up. This is and not a conversation probably... for you. Get out of yeah. there. Get out of there. <laughs> and then and then I'll look at Trico. Again. You can probably do it better Again. than cuddles. <laughs> like. And here. from what I can feel, it's an area thing. He, he doesn't do it to just one person. It happens to everybody. Well, I guess we're going to have to learn how to control somebody who can blow up again. We've done it before. Yeah. And I'm the way I am and Cuddlebear. I mean, you know, he is right. He could probably scramble our heads just as easy. True. Okay. It just seems a little weird. That's all I'm saying. Well, it depends on if he's cuddly or not. If he's cuddly... He'll fit right in. <laughs> uh, at one point, I'm going to have a posted like a sign-up sheet for, uh, for uh, solo and group therapy sessions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I'm manifesting those. Sign calling up, please. 
Okay. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, so I'll wait for a pizza to get done. And... All right. Um, Cuddle Bear, as you were kind of going around bossing the uh, uh, construction guys <laughs> around, you're kind of taking a little bit of an inventory on what's there, what they're putting together, and so forth, and have probably had a few little conversations with some of the guys that look more technically oriented um, and while progress is moving pretty well as far as construction goes, as far as setting up the equipment, um, it's probably going to take a couple of weeks uh, for them to get the laboratories up and running. Uh, and I think that you, one of the things that you wanted to kind of explore was, you know, finding a cure for the scroll kill crew and working with Shatter a little bit to try to see if there was some way to reverse the process of, of uh, him being a boy of glass. Right, right. Uh, so with that in mind, what do you what do you want to do? Knowing it's going to be a while before you can utilize the facility. Um, uh, basically, I'm going to be doing uh, as much uh, research as I can into like uh, uh, like genetics and bioengineering and uh, I don't know, uh, xenomorphology. Like what little bit we know about like alien DNA from what I can kind of scrap up from like, uh, you know, the dark web or whatever. Like if, if I need to like hack into some like systems uh, to get some information, I'll be I'll be kind of working on that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but that'll be that'll be pretty much my focus. Uh, and like trying to get everything up and running um like the other like some of the small stuff that we can take care of uh like uh like the security uh just because i think it'll be funny i'm gonna have it set so that like when this the alarm goes off it sounds like a screeching cat <laughs> yeah we'll just think cuddles is at it again <laughs> but like loud like all over the place like <laughs> I will eventually uh, go up to Cuddles at some point and ask him if he needs some of my DNA. Um, That's rude. <laughs> then I'll piss on him. <laughs> um, yes. Like, um, yes, that would be helpful. Thank you. Uh, all, any of the... I'll, I'll I'll be needing many samples to do to try to isolate what it is uh, in your DNA that is having such a uh, catastrophic reaction to the human DNA that it's been bonded with. Do you want hair? Do you want blood? Feces? Um, <laughs> preferably not the latter. Uh, it is a little too early to tell exactly what I will need until I get the lab up and running. Okay. So I gotta go take a I gotta go take a dump right now. <laughs> I assure you that is fine. How is things going with the new family? Uh, 
good. It's just, it's... It's just new. Yes. Things are ever-changing and evolving. Yeah. It is the way of the world. Yeah, we've all been through a lot. But uh, thanks again for all your help. I appreciate it, man. I hope we have buried the hatchet, as they say. Hmm. It's better. I trust you again. That is good. Just don't give me a reason not to trust you. <laughs> is that Mr. Cuddlebear? Can you tell him that about the new guy? Make sure he oh. knows about him. Yeah, and um, our new friend, Erevis, um, he's got some abilities that are rather troublesome if he uses them. Um, one More troublesome than being possessed by an angry elder deity? Yeah. Yeah, that, it's on that level. Um, and I can, like, he, my can, he can basically uh, kind of do what you do, but on a mass scale. He can turn us all into epileptic idiots. Like, idiots. And I'm not sure. I, I just I can just sense the power of it, and it's big. We are all massively powerful in our own various ways. He's more if powerful our, than you. If our friend <laughs> uh, Mister Colbert just kind of pauses for a second and does like a slow, a slow blink, like sure. He's sure. laughing at you right now, isn't he? <laughs> uh, he is. And he will go on. Miss, Our friend Murdoch has brought him to us uh, with some sort of purpose that we help steer him onto the path. I feel that he might not have been the best of boys, but who among us has? We are all joining together. And Shard's we, pretty straightforward. He's usually the best of boys. Or shatter. But his power is a good example of one that can be easily uh, lost control of. There's been more than one occasion where he has nearly shredded a fairly defenseless opponent to pieces. We are all striving to do the best we can with our relatively newfound abilities. We are trying to be good boys and girls. I I have faith. Just keep your head, your ears up. Oh, certainly. I also know what happens when the best of intentions can go awry. Yes, you do. He's being condescending right now, isn't he? Yeah. Pizza's done, by the way. <laughs> yeah. She opens up the freezer for more pizza. Put another one in the oven. Put tuna on mine. That's Tell him I'm not putting tuna on these pizzas. No, He's got to no, do it himself. No. He's got new thumbs. That's worse <laughs> than pineapple. 
And All right. Go ahead. I'll go mention to shatter my thoughts on our on Erevis too. On what he can do. Why he might then that might be why he is uh the way he is. Luna. A loner daddy, a rebel. Oh, that's what I needed. I needed to be by myself, figure things out. Maybe we can uh, ask another fair of Dreamslayer. <laughs> can we even get a hold of him? Is he still around or did he go back to... No, he's, he's back in his own world. He's now. back in his own world now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Didn't stop us last time. <laughs> he found us. We beat an all-powerful god into submission. I think we can do it. We can find him if we have to. That's true. Have to do something about him. Just go find Mr. Wong. Yeah, exactly. Bug him again. He'll love to see us. Oh yeah, totally. Oh man, Not man. as much as Tony Stark would want to see us right now. I was going to say they both love me. I don't know what you're talking about. Stark knows <laughs> that Fury is a scroll. Uh, hmm. I don't think Mr. Stark gives a shit at this point. Oh, I definitely think he would. So that's that's not necessarily uh, let's not stir that pot. Hmm. Just saying, I haven't seen him in the news. I haven't. Stark I or what. Fury? Stark. Because he's laying low, recovering. Exactly, which is why I don't know if you know Pepper wasn't going to let him do anything. Uh, yeah, Tony's definitely in the, and Tony would probably, but like if anybody would be in touch with him, like it would be Tony. You're talking to him like he's your friend. You're talking about him like he's your friend. Who? Tony. Tony Stark. Oh me. That was, kind of, that was like out of game stuff. Sorry. sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. So you on a first name basis with this guy? Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. That was all out of game. Just, <laughs> just, just pondering. Nope. Okay. Although Mr. Cuddlebear would be like, no, I think Mr. Stark does like me. He likes you about as much as he likes me. Yes. I think he likes him as much as Mr. Cuddlebear wants him to like him <laughs> you think I think he's got a way of suggesting keep him cuddly alright I thought uh, you'd be able to tell that he knows that yeah. so oh, I would assume that he didn't know that if it, with his abilities uh, but we, yes, we've never really formally talked about it. It's never really, there hasn't been a really good time to bring it up. Well, you know, I don't really understand what is all going on here as she points to Colin, kind of like, but I just, I just know you keep changing. Figured to be able to, well, do what you do. Oh, which reminds me, what the hell can Clonin do? 
can he can... just absorb and create all these new powers? No, he, he can do everything I can do except for that. He can, so, well, no, he could. Can he absorb powers? I forget. He can absorb powers, yes. Yeah. He just yeah. cannot duplicate himself. Yeah, he can He can do everything I can do except duplicate himself. Hmm. And I don't feel him anywhere. This isn't over. I warned you about him. Um, like, no, yeah. you didn't. I created him without talking to you. You didn't no, warn me. When, no, I warned you when he got away that he was a threat and a problem. But oh. we got sidetracked. And I'm not saying it wasn't a very good sidetrack. It's not, family yeah. now. But it's well, for, just well, for, that it's it's From important. the sounds of it, from what he did, he, he, he just wants to be himself. That's all be. he wants to be. So well, I doubt he's going to come back and bother us. But we did put out feelers, like we could check around to see if he's he uh, popped up on any any clips. Like Murdoch was one of them. Karen, has there been any sightings of me anywhere around the city? I have no record of that. He's not even me anymore. He's someone else. Right, but are there sense. are there any upticks of uh, vigilante in any particular areas? Karen? Nothing of note. Okay. So you, so if it, or uh, so he's probably laying low. And then I guess the reverse of that. Any particular crimes of um, a supernatured nature? There seems to be some record of a uh, confrontation between. Uh, Daredevil in Hell's Kitchen and another unidentified individual. Details on that confrontation? Very little forthcoming. Um, seemed to have been over very quickly, but uh, I don't have much information on that at all. How long ago was this, Karen? Um, two days ago. Ah, yes. That would be our new friend, then, more than likely. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should all go and sit down and introduce ourselves officially. Oh, great. Like... That's what he'll enjoy. <laughs> yeah. as, as they're discussing all of that, I have, at this point, left Erebus to his pizza, as I have done a couple of times at this point, when I realize that he wants to be left alone. And I've wandered into the room, and I'm like, going on guys <laughs> oh we have, we have another ticking time bomb in our group so what is that curious. well you've our, been talking our, with him our, was, our new friend yeah he's what i told you he's a psychic cannon there seems to be concerned big about one okay uh, okay 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 relax i've been talking to that kid for a little bit now he doesn't say much. He's real quiet. You keep saying psychic can like it should mean something. What are you saying? He can, he can make us all in. into epileptic fits and into basically scramble our noodles. Yeah. Oh. Permanently. Everyone. Oh. Oh, Just cool. like that. So got we've got a bit of a bomb here. Just in yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But From well, one bomb to another. But Murdoch brought him to us. And, and I have a question. Has he done that yet? No, no. Oh, yeah, why would he? 
Well, exactly. Well, well, let's go find it. He's, he's going to be here for a couple of days. You need some help. Relax. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're freaking out about. I'm not freaking out. I'm not freaking out. I'm just saying we need to be aware of it. Yeah, we're aware of it. He's fine. There. I've done what I've meant to do. Okay. Well, we're all aware. We good? Is he okay? He's. I think he's fine. I've been talking to him for a while. He seems harmless. I know he's got powers. I know he could fuck us all up. If he wanted to, he would have, I suppose. He's, look, I recognize, I recognize what he's going through. He's harmless. I need everybody to make an endurance feat, please. <laughs> everybody dies. Karma. That's when everybody died. Yes, absolutely. Great. Thank you. Karma. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, okay. okay, so it's Karma. So. Yeah. Oh. I rolled okay, an eighty-four, so with karma ninety-four, I am red. Yeah, I got a hundred. With, with, with the karma, I got a hundred. I should say. Okay. All right. Okay. I can bump it to yellow. Okay. Um, Shatter and Spider Wasp. It's been a really long day. Uh, and you're right; it has. And you can feel like exhaustion kind of settling in a little bit um with the red huh oh you got oh you got a red okay yeah okay. I, I call okay. karma okay all right all right okay <laughs> so <checking>. spider wasp <laughs> <laughs> okay. you're very tired um and i mean you've had a chance to kind of heal a bit you know uh it, during the flight over and while you've been kind of chilling here and getting to know your grandma uh but you're uh, you end up it, it the exhaustion is really kind of taking over and you do end up uh really feeling like you need to go to sleep guys okay, so i uh, i i gotta go to bed i'm exhausted and you lose about uh 10 points of health oh god damn that's rude <laughs> I I don't feel that good, guys. I'm you. I'm going upstairs. Night. I see all that. I'm like, hey, 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 man, we're, we were right in the middle of something. You okay? Just tired. It's been. I've gone through a lot. It's been a long day. Going to say good night to my grandma. And I, as he says that, I'm like, you know what? He he might be onto something here, guys. Like. It has been a long day. Maybe we discuss this tomorrow? Maybe it's a bad Totino's. Oh, stop. There's no such thing as a bad Totino's, I say, as I walk out of the room. <laughs> Instantly cut mm-hmm. that down. Yeah. What time is it? Uh, it's probably getting actually pretty late at this point, so it's, it's probably getting close to 10 o'clock. The construction crew was in the process of kind of wrapping up. Okay. She's going to go play on her phone for a little bit on the couch in the common room. And then eventually 
head up to bed. Mm -hmm. And the bedrooms, they have uh, kind of set up some nice Ikea furniture <laughs> for you guys. That's a conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> Ikea furniture that we didn't have to put together? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, they, they assembled it for you. I mean, there's just still plenty of stuff left in boxes in there. Uh, but the, the, the beds uh, and dressers are all prepped up for you. Cool. Uh, damn it. Avarice. Yes? Erebus. 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 Damn it. Erebus. Erebus. I think I typed it in wrong, and I've been that's why I keep saying it wrong. So um what what have you been doing now while all of this was going on? Other than eating pizza? Other than eating pizza. <laughs> you know, I've just been trying to keep to myself in in my head, I'm just thinking that there's a shot clock going down. Uh you know, and I've just been basically just waiting to see why it is that i'm even here what is it that this group is even doing uh why is it that murdoch would even want me around this group if all we're doing is eating pizza and <laughs> not doing much of anything else uh and uh at the same time i just you know i'm feeling a little cold uh and trying to understand why Um, make, uh, make an intuition roll for me, if you will, please. All right. This is the first roll here. So I guess I just do. Uh, if you go into, have you been able to figure out how to get into the character sheet? Yes. So if you double click on your, I can uh, tell you, I've token. been all over your character sheet. <laughs> if you double click on the token and then go to freeform sheet that pulls up the full character sheet for you and then if you look under the phase rip on the uh eye um you'll click on the word right next to that uh and then that will actually roll for you i just did it <laughs> uh -huh. uh, and I didn't mean to, but that that's uh if you want to take that roll, you certainly can. Uh, I'll take that. <laughs> or you can roll sure. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, I did double click on the thing. I don't see the free form. Oh, okay. Uh so once you double click on the token mm -hmm. uh up on the bar right across there right next to where it says close it should say freeform sheet right up at the top right hand corner right next to where it says this. i see user data core data nope nope son of a bitch hold on i know why it didn't because i have to do it under your uh uh ID. I did it under mine, and that's why it didn't take. So I'm gonna have to go back in and, and fix that. I'm sorry. I, it's been so long since I set one of these up. I completely forgot that I have to go into your actual account to do it. So no that's worries. Why I mean, everything's fine. Your situation is typical. <laughs> um, uh, so, that roll looks lovely. I'll take it. No. Um, no. Not... Well, you could use the stat rolls if you go into the compendium. Yes, yeah. If you go into the compendium, uh, it's just which... to the right of the musical note. Mm -hmm. 
and then pull up the uh, stat rolls. Got it. It'll pull up a list of all the different ones. Now we can pull those down into macros for you, which I also didn't do because I have to actually go into your account to do that. Well, uh, should, he should be able to drag it himself. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Uh, I just set them up in the bottom on the macros on the main screen mm -hmm. uh, for everybody uh, is what I usually do. So sorry, I, I've screwed that up. No, no reason. You want him to roll with what kind of roll was it? Uh, you're going to roll on the typical column. Okay. There you go. All right. So some of the uh, technicians that have that were there from Start Tech uh, kind of left one of the computers on. Uh, and you see a bunch of files that are on the computer, uh, just a list of different things. But with what was going through your mind, it piques your curiosity, I think, maybe enough. <laughs> and there's some stuff on there that maybe might tell you a little bit more about uh, these guys. Um, what is what is it that I that, that I notice exactly? Uh, like, what is it that, that actually piqued my curiosity? Is it a signal that I heard? Is it a, uh, uh, is it a humming? Like, what is it that actually like, drew my attention? Just the fact that this particular computer was on uh in comparison to everything else and then when you walked by you kind of just saw just like a, a series of files that had uh like some of the names of the individuals that you've met uh like shatter and mr cuddlebear and nix and so forth so individual files hmm. oh god do i even want to know Okay. Okay. If I'm here and if I'm doing nothing but eating pizza, I might as well just learn a couple of things. So what is it that you have to tell me? All right, fine. I'll... What do you have to tell me? All right. Make a typical, uh, uh, make a roll on the typical column again, this time on uh, reason. 69, dude. Is it a 69? It is. Oh, my God. Get the hell out of here. Oh, Fernando. He just waltzes <laughs> in. Waltzes in. Second roll. It's a 69. <laughs> I'm typical, too. You need that shit. <laughs> okay, so you yeah. get go. all of the information on these guys that, that you could ever <laughs> want. <laughs> Um, this breaks down every, um, public kind of appearance of who these guys are and, uh, brings up any, uh, like law enforcement, uh, notes on these guys as well. A rap sheet. You, you, you come across a file, uh, from a detective, uh, in the Hell's Kitchen, um, police department uh, by the name of Christopher shit what was his last name uh, hold on I can oh, damn. <laughs> that's old hold on Mc McCarty McCarty okay so Christopher McCarty and he has most of these files that you find on here were specifically written by him 
Um, and it breaks down all of these guys, what their powers basically are, uh, and what little he was able to dig up on each of them. You probably have very little information, at least from him and like background on Mr. Cuddlebear because he's a cat. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but on the rest of them, he's he's got information. Um, My powers and, would be wrong, though. Yeah, it would probably be wrong, yeah. Uh, but you read about how these guys had initially, some of them had initially come together uh, to thwart uh, a an attack on the Hell's Kitchen... Uh, police station uh, by a group of individuals Spindia. who were there to attempt to steal uh, some Asgardian technology that uh, they had confiscated several years past. Um, and this Detective McCarty has basically kind of take had taken these guys a little bit under their wing has introduced them to the house of Ganymede uh, and they have in some ways kind of become protectors of other individuals like themselves, people with powers, people without, but people that were orphaned during the process of the blip. And even though the, they are young, they are teenagers. Uh, one of them is a cat, <laughs> Um, and he's only two years old uh they have really stepped up as these youths to protect others uh in this community um and he was in the process of trying to kind of formulate a plan in how to figure out how the law enforcement would be able to in some way work with them and kind of help them and maybe get them to a point where they might be able to either sign the Sokovia Accords or skirt the Sokovia Accords like he had done with another group uh, prior uh, that were actual law enforcement agents that worked for him. Um, he was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent prior to the, uh, the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, and has been had been acting as a liaison in the police department there uh, that was actually in charge of a group of superheroes or police officers that happened to have uh, superpowers as well. And after after they disappeared, and after the blip, this is kind of the first group of individuals that he uh, discovered. Now, looking also into some newspaper files, you discover that this individual uh, had been murdered. This detective uh, was murdered. Uh, and the blame has been placed at the feet of an individual uh, by the name of Leland Owsley. And then in cross-referencing that, you have seen that it was actually this group of individuals that uh, went to Owsley and shut his organization down. Owsley was responsible for creating something called 
uh, a drug, basically a street drug called K. Uh, and it was this particular drug, or at least a prototype of it, that created Shatter uh, through uh, his connection with this guy by the name of Professor Power. Hmm. Shatter uh, really is an open book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so with that information... These guys have also now been confronted by an individual who had supplied Professor Power with the source for this drug K, as it turns out, was uh, literally an angel from heaven that they were siphoning his essence and producing this drug that was basically giving temporary superpowers to individuals uh, in New York. Uh, and this was an experiment, and some of the experiments were successful, and many of the other ones were unsuccessful and resulting in the deaths of the individuals that uh, had taken the drug, uh, especially ones that had, uh, had experienced extended use with the drug. And some had immediate allergic reactions, with which killed them outright. Uh, but taking this drug off the street, again, lies in the hands of the orphans, the ones that you have met here tonight. So these guys apparently are working for the betterment of the uh, community here within New York City, uh, according to the records that you are finding here. So you take that information, you can take what you will from it. Uh, but at least now you kind of know a little bit more about who these people are. Still cannot believe you fucking rolled the six. <laughs> a couple of days, my ass. <laughs> Fucking Murdoch. My hands are so cold. I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just keep my mouth shut for now. I'm not supposed to know all these things. I shouldn't have looked. I shouldn't have looked. I shouldn't have looked. Looked at what? What? As Nyx comes up. Uh, nothing. Nothing. I, I shouldn't have, uh, 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 nothing. Nothing. Yeah, don't worry about it. So we're all kind of hanging out and going to going to bed, depending on what you're doing. Um, if you if you want to, you can hang out downstairs on the couch. But other than that, um, I think Cuddlebear is still around. He can be pretty cool, a little condescending, but he's all right. So I take the couch. The couch is where I sleep. Is that what? 
Oh, I think we might have a room for you, actually. There is an extra room uh, upstairs, yeah. yeah. Um, you've got um, Theania's uh, room that they've kind of set up as well. Uh, but even in addition to that, there's a there's an extra room up there. Yeah, so you can you can go into that room and look at whatever you're looking at. No big whoop. I just tend to fall asleep on the couch. So if you're going to be noisy or jumping around, you know, might as well do that downstairs. We'll figure out something. I, how do I find the room where I'm? Where, oh, where I can... Okay, I, I can walk you there. Bianca is not here right now. And she'll uh, point to where her room is down the hall or whatever and not, not walk him all the way just kind of point and say hey yeah it should be that last door on the left or something and then she says you know good night or not and she just goes back goes back downstairs back onto the couch i'll start heading in the direction of that room right everybody kind of winding down and turning in for the night yeah Okay. Pretty much. Uh, like, um, uh, Fernando will wait, or sorry, uh, um, uh, Erevis, uh, wakes up with Mr. Cuddlebear on his chest sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and when you guys wake up in the morning, you don't feel rested. Um, but you don't. Uh, you, you do heal up the ten points uh, spider wasp that you that you lost. Uh, but the rest of you don't feel rested. At some point during the night, you just kept tossing and turning and tossing and turning and just didn't feel great. Uh, but eventually, you kind of fell asleep and uh, and and got the rest. But w when you get up, you still feel just a little sluggish uh, in the morning. But it was a long day. Next, we'll attribute it to falling asleep on the couch. And she's like, I keep on doing this. Yeah, I will have gone to like several different people and it's like, no, this isn't comfortable. No, this person isn't comfortable. And then finally I'll be like, all right. And I will say, uh, Erebus, that uh, when you wake up and find the cat on your chest, I, I'm going to have you roll a psyche feed for me. Uh and I think Seven. your psyche was, yeah. Oh, well, I think you know what your psyche is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't want to say that out loud. Oh well, we see the roll. Now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Um, I'm telling you, there is a weird sense of calm and comfort that comes along with the purring uh, that is emanating from this small little cat that is on your chest. And it makes you feel just a little bit better this morning. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. Good morning. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I got just kind of stretched. I did not sleep that well. How about you? You know, I actually feel a, feel a little bit better. 
That is good. We had much traveling before we met you, and we just recently freed a group of scrolls from imprisonment and impending torture. So that can take a lot out of one. Um, yeah, sure. That's new information. <laughs> yes, that was how we spent our day yesterday. But now, breakfast. And I'll jump jump down onto the floor. Actually, I, uh, we're on the fourth floor. I'll jump down and then through the floor. <laughs> Just phases right through the floor and disappears in front of you. Okay. I'll, I'll go down the normal way. <laughs> And I think what it will do is I'll call it for tonight uh, and welcome once again, Fernando, to to the crew. Uh, now, this was obviously a very different game than what we normally run. Very much so. Because <laughs> we had a lot of wrapping up to do. Uh, yeah. And there will be a little bit more wrapping up to do, uh, but uh, we'll get to that. What, um, what you... I, I will leave you all with this. In the morning, after you guys get together and have a little bit of breakfast, uh, you'll get a call uh, from Talos. Uh, and he says that uh, he has been able to um, get a location uh, on Roosevelt Island uh, at the Four Freedoms State Park. Uh, to hold a ceremony for uh, Taval. Uh, oh, wow. And that will happen tomorrow. Uh, so the the next day. Uh, and, you know, obviously he would like for all of you to be there. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. um, so we will pick up pretty much right where we left off here uh, at the breakfast. And then uh, I will try to come up with a little something so that we can maybe put uh, our new newest member to the test. How about that? Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to throw this out here. Uh, you saw what he rolled. That is not his highest level on certain things. So, <laughs> Hey, no spoilers. That's good to know. Yeah, no min max in here. That's, that, that's going a little too far, Clint. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I saw. You know why I shit my pants when I saw it. <laughs> uh, right. Suspense is gonna kill me. Hey, hey, pros heavy or not, another <laughs> awesome session. Yeah, okay, so and I didn't uh, cry. You, I know you didn't. I can't make you cry. You're just a cold-hearted snake. <laughs> Look into his eyes. Uh oh. Um, I'm gonna give everybody. Uh, well, what the fuck? Let's let's do 200 karma points for Aww. tonight because that, yeah. that that was some good role play for everybody. So sweet. Thank you. That gives me enough to do something with. Mm, okay. In my karma pool, so. All right, so we'll call it for tonight, Fern. Good to have you there, buddy. Welcome. Yep, welcome.
Super looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the fatigue. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm feeling fine. I, for one, hope you enjoyed the Testinos and see you as no threat at all and hope you have a pleasant evening. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how often you saw me doing this. Lifting up my, my invisible yeah. pizza slice. Welcome to the yeah, Rick is just protecting himself whenever you know Fern goes bonkers and goes nuts and goes, you know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Right. You're cool. cool. Right. You. Like, I'm the guy that gave you a Snickers, my man. Here yeah, you yeah. go. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, those crazy pens in your pocket. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> All right. Well, good night, everybody. Good night, shut this puppy down. Good night. Peace, right. y'all. We'll see you in two weeks. Yep. Good night, friends. Later.